football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Ah, yes, there is just one football game left to be played, and it's not even this weekend. It is Super Bowl 57. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Much more on the Super Bowl coming next week here on the program. First of all, thank you for finding me. I am the somewhat capable host. I'm going to enlist some great help. One of my brothers from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, Colby Dant, on deck to be with me in just a moment to talk some college hoops, not only for Thursday, peek ahead to Saturday. Look forward to talking with him. Thank you for finding me, however you've done so. This is the audio version of the podcast. You saw us throughout the football season on BetUS TV. We even got Colby's mug on BetUS TV with me for this. Love his insight, but again, the BetUS Uh, TV version of this show has kind of gone into hibernation until next football season, but I'm not stopping with three dog Thursday until the playoffs and the NFL are over. And I'm even going to March with the college basketball because we love the underdog. How are we not going to play underdogs conference championship week or the first two weekends of the NCAA tournament? It's got to happen as we march to the madness and all the way to the final four. Thank you for finding me spread the word. Uh, follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, Underdog Talk right here on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, Cannot wait. Cannot wait for it all to whittle down in March. And the greatest event in sports, the 68-team NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament uh, that will get underway. What, What are we? We're inside of six weeks now to Selection Sunday. I say that again. We're inside of six weeks before we will know who those 68 teams are. Cannot wait. Without further delay, he is ready to join me. Uh, Again, I always joke with you that you are the all-time guest on this show, doing it from a parking lot during the pandemic, trying to get change, trying to get quarters at, literally, at the bank, because you were trying to go to, like, the wash interior. You were trying to, I don't know what else you were trying to do. If you were trying to get to the car wash, you needed quarters. Air in the tires needs quarters. What else needs quarters? You can't make a phone call anymore. Now I'm doing a comedic act. I need uh, Colby Dant to critique my comedic act. But you were in that bank line for several, at least a couple of hours, and we did a show while you were in the bank line, waiting to go in, trying to get changed because of the quarter shortage, I am confirming you're not there. You're in the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network and Studios in Los Angeles. Colby, always great to be with you, my friend. I love kidding around. I love talking underdogs with you. Oh, thanks for having me. And, and as as you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I look, rain, snow, sleet, trip to the bank. I can bag out a show anywhere. My, my exactly. wife reminds me every time we pass by. Honey, that's the spot you did the show. <laughs> it's the bank parking lot, literally on a phone. You're like, you're like, I'm good because this line isn't going to move for the next half hour. Let's talk some underdogs. Let's talk something while the bank was standing there. And eventually you did get your change, got the clothes clean, the air in the tires. Uh, again, whatever else you might need change for, uh, et cetera. I don't even know anymore what, what uh, change is good for, but Uh, Listen, hey, uh, this college basketball season is already heating up. I want to get to some Thursday underdogs. We released the podcast overnight Wednesday into Thursday. So we've got some underdogs we're interested in for Thursday. But you're my man. The college basketball experience, the college football and the college basketball experience is the podcast on the SGPN uh, network of shows. 
Uh, love this man for everything about college football and basketball. So let me put it to you. I love asking this question. I want your answer. Give me a story, a player or a team that we are not talking enough about. We should be talking more about this player, this team, this coach, something. Go. I mean, I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks on the pod, and and uh, I feel like it. I don't feel as strongly about it as a few days ago, and that's because Mike Miles' injury. But I think when healthy, and he, you know, hyperextended his knee, he's out for uh, you know we don't know how when when will be the right time, but it's not season ending. We don't think. Um, the TCU Horn Frogs, uh, they're a, a legit. I think prior to what's the best win of the college basketball season, them going into the fog and dominating the Kansas Jayhawks. I like the experience factor. Cause I think we've seen a shift in college basketball. Now that the transfer portal has been and, and the COVID eligibility where you get players that are like Stetson Bennett, 20, 28 years old. I feel like, um, and, and now, you know, look at last year, look at like the, the past three or four years in, in the final four, it's been some of your most experienced teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think TCU is a prime candidate for that. When everyone's healthy, I think they can go really far. I thought they actually, you know, before that Mississippi state slip up, which obviously Mike miles got injured early in that game. Uh, I thought they should have been a top top five to top ten team, and I kind of feel like uh, when everyone's healthy, because they started the season off dinged up, they haven't been full healthy much of this season. So uh, I, I think the TCU Horn Frogs, but I, I'll make a case for them. Or I still think the Kansas State Wildcats, even though they just got beat down uh, in the fog, I think they're another team that could really surprise. Uh, you know, the big 12 is just, just loaded this year, but the way Keontae Johnson's playing, uh, the way that drone tanks came in there and got some, some nice uh, getting sills from Arkansas state. Well, via Arkansas, even before that, uh, Noel, the point guard who, who just seems to be got, you know, loves the moment. I, I can see both of those purple big 12 teams making a, a deep run, uh, providing, I mean, we, 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 we need to see a bracket, but I, I do believe TCU, I thought was the best team in the country about a week ago this time. All right. Fascinating on that. Uh, again, TCU had to battle the other night with the elements. I mean, as we're taping this podcast, it is still sleet Mageddon right now in the Dallas Fort Worth area and in East Texas, where they're getting pounded for a third straight night with pouring down Thunder, rain, and sleet in the and and icy conditions for the roads, basically shutting uh, everything down. And and West Virginia was barely able uh, to get in there. Probably wishes they weren't able to get in there to Fort Worth for the game back on Tuesday night. TCU beat them. Now TCU will spin forward and play against Oklahoma State on Saturday. So we'll keep an eye on that in Stillwater. That's provided that they can get out anytime soon i mean they, they've got nba games that are canceled how about the detroit pistons while we cross over sports got stuck they can't get out of dallas fort worth because of the airport being closed on wednesday so they had to have their game canceled that's a home game in detroit because they can't get out so yeah. it's crazy times with the sleet and stuff but we, we suspect tcu is playing oklahoma state in stillwater saturday afternoon one local time if and when that's played for Three Dog Thursday purposes, keep an eye on them and K-State off the loss hosting Texas, by the way. Colby, Dan, is K-State going to be a small favorite 
there over Texas, even though Texas is nationally ranked. Also, K-State probably going to be like a two or three point favorite on Saturday. I would think. Yeah, I- I, I would I would envision so and and if uh, but back to the TCU thing I think if you're Jamie Dixon you kind of want the game to be canceled see if you can make it up in a couple of weeks when your team's a little bit healthier right there you would hope but uh, I don't know if they can get out if they're going to have to play I mean I'm in communication with several people in Dallas as we do this on Wednesday night and they're like look the forecasters are telling us that it is going to be this way all the way through Thursday and all the way through Thursday night so good luck good luck trying to travel anywhere schools are closed. Uh, non-essential personnel are being told stay off the roads. Good luck. Good luck trying to get out of that area uh, for any of the games and and get into that area for any of the games that might be happening uh, this weekend. All right, so another fun one, and then I promise we're getting to some handicapping for Thursday. Let me ask it this way. Give me a team or two. We know teams like Purdue, Alabama, Gonzaga have all been up at the top. I'll probably leave somebody out off the list. Houston, uh, others that that should have been and are Tennessee up around the top in college basketball, UCLA, another one. Give me a team, and it's maybe two teams, that you believe right now can win six games in the tournament, can win the whole thing. Who's built to win three consecutive weekends? A team or two, please. Colby Dant of the College Basketball Experience Podcast, go. I'll stick with experience, and I know that this year they haven't they haven't necessarily shown it in the big matchups. You go back to the Vegas matchup, but here's one team. I'm going to give UCLA. I still believe, uh, even though they just lost to USC cross town, which, you know, they should beat them this year. They should have swept USC. Had that on three dog Thursday a week ago, my friend, I love USC in the spot. I'm not saying if they play best of seven, they'd beat them four times, but I love that spot last week. But the UCLA had been rolling before, had what, 14 wins in a row before Arizona beat them right before that. So you believe the Bruins with Tiger Campbell at the point, with Jaquez, they've got some size. You believe Cronin, the experienced coach, that's a team that can win over all three weekends, all six games necessary. Yeah, I mean, they're, to me, like my first answers would be TCU and Xavier, but both are dealing with major injuries right now. Fremantle for Xavier. I like the experience of both those teams. UCLA's experience level is, is close to that. They, they're much healthier. I think UCLA uh, has also been flying a little bit under the radar. You go back, they haven't really been tested. You know, you, you got to go back to that early, like November, I feel like 18th or something when they played, uh, was it Virginia and, and right. Baylor maybe? Um, right. And and they had their struggles in those games. But since then, I, I think they've played better, with the exception of, obviously, the USC game. I've been impressed, even in the loss at Arizona. I came away impressed thinking, neutral site, that I think UCLA wins that game. And that's what's going to matter. So uh, Tiger Campbell and, and Hakas, their experience, I think, is a huge advantage for the Bruins. Um, and if I had to throw another team out there that that I think could go really far I'm probably going to take you back to the Big 12, and I'll take you. I know they just blew a gigantic lead (laughs) in Lubbock, but I think Iowa State and the way they play defense is a team that I I really believe can go far. That You saw Otzelberger last year, what they go, Elite 8, I believe, or yeah, Sweet 16 or Elite 8, and uh, I think they could do that again. I think that team's improved. I think they score a lot better this year. Now, they're still not a scoring juggernaut, but it's the way they play defense 
uh, that that to me, you know, gives them the the freedom to score sixty two points and win almost every night. And it's such a knockdown, drag out conference that gets you ready for March. They looked fantastic for the first thirty minutes in Lubbock, and you really wonder: is there any kind of carryover? And now Iowa State, Kansas on Saturday. Kansas probably again. We're just kind of peeking ahead before we go to Thursday. Kansas probably still going to be a short road favorite in that game. That's 11 a.m. local time, noon Eastern time in Ames. Kansas probably going to be like a two or three point favorite. Would we guess on the line there? Iowa State might be a tasty little small doggy, a little chihuahua on Saturday. At the Hilton Coliseum, you know that place. I mean, they had a ton of funny, uh, t- ton of fun when uh, when Texas came into Ames. I don't know if you you saw mm-hmm. the clip of uh, their fans throwing up the fake Monopoly money at uh, their former their former guard who resides on that Texas uh, Texas Longhorn roster. So they're having a lot of fun. That's a tough place to win. I feel like it's always been, even in their bad right. years. That's a tough place to win. All right, so again, Kansas-Iowa State coming on Saturday. Alabama, quick opinion. My my take has been I just don't know that they are built to win over the course of three weekends because they only play one way, which is we want fast pace, lots of volume of threes, lots of possessions. And if somebody does, Oklahoma had the blueprint last Saturday. Somebody does what Oklahoma did, which is guard the crap out of them in the half court early in the shot clock limit some of the possessions, make them work harder to get those threes. Uh, if you can do that, they they don't really play another way. I don't know that they can win another way. As explosive as they are, and they may do some damage in the SEC tournament, and I'm not saying they're going to get beat in the first round. I just, when you can't win another way uh, as a half-court team, you know, if a half-court team can't turn into a bit of a run-and-gun team and play a high-scoring game, if you can't win a different way in March, you tend to go out in a one-game scenario in March when somebody figures it out, and that should have—that was an eye-opener, what Oklahoma did to them, because Porter Moser knows how to instruct on defense. You feeling me here, Colby Dan? And they showed a blueprint on get on the three-point shooters from the time the ball's being brought up. Don't give them anything easy. Contest them. Deny and it worked. It worked to the tune of a 30-point win on Alabama. Maybe you believe in Nate Oates' team a little more than I do. No, no. Uh, I was on Oklahoma on the money line there. And the logic, I thought, was from the blueprint that Chris Jan set up when he almost won in Tuscaloosa the game before. Mississippi State and mm-hmm. any Chris Jan's team is going to be coached uh, you know, really well on the defensive side of the ball. And I thought they had a great game plan. They just didn't, weren't able to execute down the stretch. But Mississippi State you know, pretty much showed uh, what what I think the blueprint on how to beat uh, Alabama. And it's funny, I do my show, The College Basketball Experience, with my co-host, uh, Ryan McIntyre, who was uh, on the staff for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he said that quick analysis behind the closed doors there, same thing when they were at Buffalo taking on Nate Oates teams, uh, is, is they don't believe that that style of ball will win in the NCAA tournament. Like it might work for a game or two in the NCAA tournament, but night in, night out in the tournament, it's just not going to work. They shoot too many low percentage shots. Also, uh, you know, they, they're quick. They have that sure. West philosophy a little bit running up the court, shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, uh, you know, I, I think that I, I agree that uh, in March, I don't know that we have a track record of that working back. I Maybe mean, have to find West at Loyola Marymount probably for the last time that that philosophy really worked 
deep into March. Yeah, and that goes all the way back to 1990. And that's not look, that's not to say that they don't get some easy shots on the break or running their offense. They do. I mean, what he wants is a quick three. And if a quick three is not there, try to find an easy two. Somehow, some way, somebody cutting to the basket. Uh, off their off their offense, cycle through, get a cutter, get a screen, get an easy layup. Uh, take it all the way to the rim if you're Quinterly or somebody else. That's what Oates wants. He wants nothing in the mid-range. 10 feet, 15 feet, you're going to the bench if you're shooting those shots. Just on the analytics, they don't want it. I just don't know if they can consistently win that way. We'll find out uh, in due time. All right, now, what we get to on Three Dog Thursday, we do have lines. We do have some handicapping. Colby Dant, looking at the Thursday night card as we release this podcast, give me an underdog that we like and why on Three Dog Thursday. Well, I'll take you to the big the big juicy dog that I'm seeing plus 800 on the money line. <laughs> uh, and that is the San Francisco Dons. This mm. is on ESPNU, I think. Yes. Uh, they're taking on St. Mary's, the Gales. This is a little crosstown, chippy rivalry. San Francisco... Lost a lot of close games this year. They're not the same Todd Golden what goes over to University of Florida, but they're still good. They're 15 and nine. They 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 blew out Arizona State and Bobby Hurley earlier in the year. Uh and and St. Mary's has Gonzaga on deck. Everyone's been talking about that game. You know, Randy Bennett's got the Gales playing unbelievably, especially when you consider what they lost a year ago. But don't sleep on San Francisco. They've won three straight, you know, and these games tend to be a little chippy. I've watched these a lot over the past 10, 15 years. Uh, Normally St. Mary's is the better program here, but a lot of times comes down to a couple possessions. I still think they're thinking, Hey, you know, maybe the San Francisco team's down a little bit. Let's focus on Gonzaga. Watch out. I think the Dons can give them a game at the, what is that? uh, In in, uh, university credit union pavilion. You even got the sponsor in on three dog Thursday. That's why you are who you are. Colby Dant Uh, Tyrell Roberts uh, leading them in scoring at 16, a game for San Francisco. Their last loss prior to the three game win streak is to St. Mary's. So it's revenge for San Francisco. And this is what, this is what like a 12 and a half or 13 point line. You are saying money line play. San Francisco straight up win potentially here and, you know, take the points as a bonus if you want, but, you know, you know, parlay it if you want, you like them on the money line potentially because it's also a St. Mary's look ahead with, you know, who, right? Gonzaga coming on the weekend. 100%. And that's the biggest game of their season. The Gonzaga's already lost a conference game to Loyola Marymount. This is an opportunity. I feel like they're in cruise control right now. Now I know it's a rivalry game and, and maybe, Maybe, you know, you say, hey, they're going to get up. But that rivalry game, you normally always take the points. I think San Francisco is a lot better than their record. I think Terrell Roberts, the Washington State transferred, and uh, Khalil Shabazz, they have great guard play that I think can can stress out the, the Gales there. I like the points, and I like sprinkling some on the money line. Love Colby Dance inside. He's with me for a few more moments. It's Three Dog Thursday. Lots of college basketball here. Find him on the College Basketball Experience. That's the name of the podcast. Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. My man, Sean Green. My man, Ryan Taylor, uh, Ryan Kramer. This guy, Colby Dant. All the different hosts. They are my brothers from the Sports Gambling Podcast and have been for the last four or five years. I love their insight. They do great work. By the way... Uh, I am very intrigued on a Thursday night. Let's go all the way across the continent uh, from Moraga, California, to Sweet Home, Alabama, where UAB and Florida Atlantic. Who had this 
as an important February game, yet it is. The nation's longest winning streak, Colby Dant, belongs to the FAU Owls. 20 wins in a row. They come in here to play UAB on their home floor in a Conference USA uh, showdown in this matchup. This is a rematch of an FAU win in Boca Raton by two uh, earlier this year in uh, in late December. They beat UAB. Rematch time. Uh, you and I were joking before I pressed record. Good luck getting information on injuries out of Andy Kennedy and UAB. You might have better luck from Bill Belichick and the Patriots or the communist Chinese on what's going on with, with injuries, brother. Uh, so we don't know if Jordan Jelly Walker, the outstanding guard, if the ankles healed up well enough, can he play? What kind of factor is he going to be? Uh, Dusty May has done a tremendous job at Florida Atlantic. They're ranked for the first time ever. All right, this is currently listed as a pick'em game. The Bet US uh, oddsmakers have it pick'em. It's pick'em most places. I would be interested in Florida Atlantic as a one or one and a half point doggy if it gets there by Thursday night at tip time. All right, give me a thought. Give me a thought on UAB Florida Atlantic. I mean, the Jelly Walker situation is something that you know uh, I. I've had a really hard time on our show because we, we, you know, they, some of the injury reports didn't even list them at all over the past few few games, and uh, you know, you're sitting there saying, "Wait, what? This is a guy." And, who... and then he ends up DNP, did not yeah. play, which yeah. is yeah, it's a very a sneaky tactics going on there at Birmingham. But I, I do think that's essential if you're gonna if you are gonna take UAB, I think you need to know that he's playing uh, because besides that, they got a, a, a couple guys suspended, right? Uh, and and they just haven't been the same team without Jelly Walker. I mean, they they I think what they lost in Murfreesboro to, to Middle Tennessee, if memory serves me correct. They they kind of right. had a skid there where they were losing a couple games. And I for me to take him, I have to know Jelly Walker's there. So I'm with you. Unless you get a report, follow John Rothstein. <laughs> <laughs> because an hour before the game, sometimes you get some intel. Hey, but it, but you're right. He even warmed up last time. Right. I mean, so you're thinking, hey, let's take UAB. I do imagine, though, if there's any way for UAB to get back in the mix, they need to win this game. Yeah, they, they got to they they gotta have it in the short term because they're 6-5 and five in the conference, and this would put them six behind and with the tiebreaker. They're not catching FAU for the top seed at that point if they don't win it. Now, if they do win it, they're now seven and five. They're only four back in the loss column of, of uh, FAU. They'd be 11 and one, the Owls. Uh, so it's not everything, but it's it's important for that reason. Uh, again, they've got some veteran players. KJ Buffin was on the team that went to the NCAA tournament last year. He's another transfer. Uh, Ladarius Brewer is another transfer. Those two guys each had uh, 20 apiece in their win over Rice the last time out. What's going on with Jelly Walker? We don't know. FAU UAB Saturday night. That is a, or I'm sorry, Thursday night. That's coming up tonight, six Eastern time. Uh, I'm sorry, six local time. Let me get it straight. Thursday night, seven Eastern time, six Bumminham time. That's how they say it. B U M M I N G, Bumminham, Bumminham time for this matchup tonight in Conference USA on Three Dog Thursday uh, for that one. All right, I'm right back to you. Give me another underdog. Are you staying Pacific time zone on me again for Three Dog Thursday, Colby Dant? What's another underdog? Well, the Thursday college basketball slate is like 800 mid-major games, and they sprinkle in uh, a bunch of Pac-12 games. Larry right. Scott, 
did the Pac-12 a favor because I I think it's probably you're probably in you, you could probably find the UTEP UTSA game on better than you could find the Pac-12 network. You need yeah. to be in I, what I, I feel like. Yeah, you can you have a better chance in Baghdad of watching the Pac-12. Either that or be uh, at the Pac-12 offices and they got it on the TV in the lobby. That's another place to go watch it. Continue <laughs> on, my friend. <laughs> but I like I, I'm going to take a shot on Washington State coming Ooh. into coming into Los Angeles to take on USC. I don't expect it to be a packed house, kind of a sleepy game. I feel like, and USC, what they just do, they won their super bowl in a way by beating UCLA, their crosstown rivals. Uh, and, and Wazoo has already beaten USC once this year in Pullman by 17 on, on uh, new years. I think this is a chance that uh, the Cougars could, could complete the sweep. We saw Kyle Smith squad win in Tucson against uh against the Arizona Wildcats. They got Dennis Rodman's son on the on the team DJ Rodman. What's he's back in LA? I mean, the shoe fits. Give me the Cougars uh to to pull off the upset at the at the Galen Center there. My namesake TJ Bumba uh averaging 15 a game. They did beat Arizona State the last time out to snap a three-game losing streak did Wazoo. Now they play USC going for the sweep. That's 8 Pacific time. Fox Sports 1 on Thursday night. And again, I had the Trojans last week for Three Dog Thursday purposes. They've now had a week. And Colby Dan says you might catch them flat. One more game for Three Dog Thursday on Thursday night that I want to take from you on. Northwestern gets ready to battle Michigan. Now, Northwestern had a makeup game with Iowa. Remember, that was the game that got postponed about 10 days ago because some Northwestern players were COVID 19. They didn't have enough to suit up and play. Uh, now they're all uh, COVID uh, negative, uh, but that was a negative performance and a loss to Iowa in the makeup game Tuesday. Now you come right back at home with Michigan and Northwestern, a four and a half or five point favorite. I have backed Michigan a couple of times. They 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 paid off for me in one game. They burned me at Maryland a couple of weeks ago on Three Dog Thursday. Maybe I need to stay away from a Michigan team that just dropped a game on the weekend to Penn State by two. But something says to me they might win this game outright in Evanston, even as a five-point underdog. Anything on Michigan Northwestern before we depart? Oh, co- compelling game. Really compelling game here because Michigan's looking like an NIT, NIT team right now with, with uh, Llewellyn's injury. Jet Howard hasn't been healthy, the son of Jawan Howard. And this is a gigantic opportunity for them. And meanwhile, Chris Collins. All these Duke coaches, Jeff Capel, all these former guys uh, that you thought were on the hot seat, all right. of a sudden they're, they're looking all right. They're saying, Coach K, you should have went with me. Um, I, I, I mean, Northwestern just got beat down in Iowa City in that COVID game. I do think they're the better team here. They're the healthier team. Mm-hmm. But the Boo Booey's been playing great for the Wildcats this year. And how about their defense? They have a top 25 defense at Northwestern? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on over there? I can't take Michigan right now. Right. Maybe if the line creeps up a little bit, you could convince me to uh, to take the Wolverines. Look, they, they've lost five of seven. I understand not wanting to back them. I'm just curious about that spot being a five-point doggy, maybe six by tip time. I don't know. Uh, there for this matchup at the uh, Welsh Ryan Arena on uh, Thursday night. That's a six local time game again. How many games do we have at the same time Thursday when there aren't that many good ones on a Thursday night that we got UAB and Florida Atlantic. We got this Northwestern Michigan game. And I think we got another one too. That's that's early on on the slate of uh, of interest as well for three dog Thursday purposes. What else did I see 
Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State is also early at 7 Eastern time. So uh, we got to keep track of those, and then we get some more games uh, later on in the West. Hey, one more on the peak aheads for Saturday. A couple of top 25 games of interest. We don't have lines on Three Dog Thursday uh, here for this. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm curious about Miami and Clemson. Clemson off the bad loss at Boston College is back home. Miami has been tremendous uh, coming on with Isaiah Wong. Jim Laranega's team is now 17-5. and five. They look great against Virginia Tech midweek. Clemson probably going to be a two- or three-point favorite Saturday afternoon against Miami. Yes, quick thought. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to go with the hurricane right now. I mean, the injuries that the Clemson Tigers have have had. You saw them lose to Boston College in a game. We were on we were on BC, but mainly because their guard play, Hemingway and Galloway, the injuries that they've had. Uh, the guard play goes so far in college basketball, and I I think that just uh, until you know that they are fully healthy. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, you got you got Nigel Pack who just went off against Virginia Tech. Uh, the other night in in uh, Miami Gardens, there, I know it's a, it's a great environment. They the the football fans show up to support their basketball program, but and and Miami hasn't been good on the road. They lost to uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, but with the guard play the way it is, unless I know that that wa- at least one of the two is going to be a hundred percent, I cannot take Clemson. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, if Clemson doesn't finish the ACC regular season champions, that they're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to mm. either need to, need to win the regular season title or the ACC tournament. Uh, and, and that's because they're, they're kind of a – they kind of remind me of Providence from a year ago. They're winning these close games, sometimes against questionable teams, but they're winning. And Brad Brunell, credit to you. It's a critical year for him. He's getting it done. But I just can't trust them against a Miami team with Isaiah Wong and Omir, Omir, uh, the Arkansas State transfer. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just have too much talent for me knowing that Clemson isn't fully healthy. I think they're still in good shape because they've got some out-of-conference where they beat Iowa out of the conference on a neutral floor. Uh, They also have beaten NC State. They've beaten Pitt. They've beaten Wake Forest once. They split with them. They've beaten Duke. They've got four or five quality wins. Uh, But again, that was a damaging loss to Boston College. And now this is an interesting one with Miami. That's coming Saturday afternoon. We'll see what happens there. And again, uh, Iowa State again against Texas. I'm sorry, Iowa State against Kansas. Keep an eye on that one for early 11 a.m. like we were talking about on Saturday. And also on Saturday, Kansas State, Texas will be a three local time at the Little Apple in Manhattan. Uh, The Gonzaga-St. Mary's game Again, you're saying watch out San Francisco against St. Mary's on Thursday night. Gonzaga at St. Mary's, 7.30 Pacific time from St. Mary's. So St. Mary's has San Francisco on the Thursday night here as we release on Three Dog Thursday. Then Gonzaga comes in. Is it a look ahead for St. Mary's? And San Francisco may be really good on the money. Plus 800 on the money line, brother. Plus 800, yeah. Colby Dan, uh, for that. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. You've been, you've been great, gracious with the time. Anything else in closing here for the college hoops? As we flip the cal- the calendar to February, I keep saying we flip the calendar to February. That means March is the next flip of the calendar, which is what we want. Anything else before we're done and good on Three Dog Thursday? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm just. Uh... I can't wait for this weekend. We got uh, Duke Carolina too. I mean, oh, come oh, on. That's gonna oh be we didn't even mention that. What's wrong with yeah. me? We got Duke Carolina. 
which again, we don't know the result of North Carolina and Pitt as we're taping while that game is concluding North Carolina hosting Pitt. So you already know that result if you're hearing us on Thursday. But Duke, Duke got the narrow win over Wake Forest. Duke probably a short favorite at home with Carolina Saturday night, probably like a one, two point favorite, maybe a little more. And remember what happened last time in Durham, let alone yes. the final four. Yes. Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis forever, forever, even if he wins a national title, is known for he beat Coach K in his final game at Cameron and then turned around and validated it with a win in the final four in Coach K's last game ever. He lives off that forever. That's like the first two sentences of his coaching bio forever is those two wins. You're right. And that, remember, they had the ceremony, the awkward ceremony in in Durham after yeah. they just got beat down by the Tar Heels where, there's, you know, everyone's there to honor Coach K, and he's like, uh, it's not, it was unacceptable. Tonight's performance is unacceptable. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be getting an award here. This is personal. I think John Shire knows this is personal. Wow. And, and for him to get his first win uh, in this rivalry – it's a big, big game. Uh, I, I think Duke might be the better team here uh, and, in Cameron, that is. And, and by the way, you've got two former players at the highest level in Hubert Davis and John Shire. Uh, no pregame speech necessary. They just might put on a VHS. It's been that long ago for Hubert Davis. Might put on a VHS and show you this is how I did. I still remember I got the privilege of being at that game a couple of times in the Tyler Hansbro years back about 10 years ago. Hansbro never lost. By the way, at Cameron, little known Ooh. fact, Hansbro won all four times at Cameron. Ooh. How about walking around being able to say that <laughs> as a North Carolina player? But anyway, I was there for one of the Hansbro wins. Hubert Davis was an ESPN broadcaster at that time because Roy Williams had not hired him yet as an assistant. Hubert Davis was walking around with the biggest unlit cigar you've ever seen. At Cameron, after that game, he had done the ESPN postgame show, and he's walking around riding high. He's not going to have to give a pregame speech, not at all, for that game on Saturday. Colby Dant, plug away how we hear you through the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows and what you have going on with the college basketball experience, sir. Every every single night of the college basketball season, you can hear me on the college basketball experience. Also, we are on YouTube. You can watch us, youtube.com slash the college experience. We also cover college football and college baseball. And also check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. They got the Super Bowl coming up. Mm. And uh, those guys do a great job covering all the sports. So check us out. We appreciate you. And I appreciate you for having me on, brother. I always love Colby's insight. Again, Sean Green riding high with his Philadelphia Eagles. He's got them back in the Super Bowl. So lots of great stuff. Follow them at Gambling Podcast on social media. Follow him at the Colby Dant. Uh, the Colby D, right? The Colby D on yeah, social media yeah, yeah. and the college basketball experience also uh, on social media and wherever you get podcasts through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. You guys pick every game online and or on the podcast, every game in college basketball. You guys have a take on it with the college experience. I love that about you. Bravo, my friend. Bravo for being with me on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, Colby. Thank you for having me. Uh, always love his insight. Again, follow, subscribe, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are Three Dog Thursday. Super Bowl talk next week with the College Hoops. We gave you plenty on Thursday and Saturday here for the College Hoops. March will be here soon, and we'll be here with it on Three Dog Thursday. <laughs>